Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. You know, we had a couple of subjects today and, uh, that we were going to talk about, but there's sort of a big issue going on right now, and it's affected the uh, entire country almost, uh, but especially in the Northeast, and that is there's smoke all over the place, and uh, we're going to try to try to sort all this out. Who caused this smoke here? Are they smoking too many cigarettes or <laughs> too much marijuana? Maybe the uh, interpretation of what's going on, they might be smoking something that causes them to come across. <laughs> because it's so simple for those people who think that uh, mankind, uh, civilization causes all these problems and uh, therefore it's up to government to solve them because they're in the business of uh, building up government that is the goal so that's what's going on now where in the world did this come from and all this fire and it's probably worse than average might be one of the worst and we understand that but you know the first thing i look at when we see problems like this is uh, who owns it whose property is it who's messing up could it have been prevented well there's a lot you can't prevent uh, this idea that we uh, as a people can control the weather and the uh, the radicals say yes you can mm -hmm. it, it's it's all caused by mankind you know it's close it's global warming and it's also climate change you know they quit saying it's too hot there's cl uh, cl 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 climate warming and uh, therefore it's all due to what the government they dropped that because they couldn't prove that the globe was actually getting warmer so they sort of dropped that so they talk about climate change and climate control and that's uh, that's a little bit more vague and they can attack and then they come up and say well it's co2 and, uh, and they would say that CO2 is like 99, the way I hear them talk, 99% of the problem, too much CO2, too much civilization. And that, that is the problem. I don't think it's that simple. I believe very strongly in pollution control. And uh, we've had a lot of advancements made by that. Uh, and that, that I think is good. But this whole thing about climate control that there was a failure in climate control and, a f and we've allowed too many things that people do that create CO2. Well, if they really want to get rid of CO2, uh, you know, they're talking about getting rid of all the cattle in the world. But uh, guess what? Uh, mankind produces CO2. That's how we live. We live bathing our lungs and our throat and our environment with CO2 because that's a byproduct of living. Uh, but it's been turned into the greatest poison uh, in, in the world. And uh, they said all we have to do is start regulating people. So when a comic uh, problem comes up, uh, they want to take advantage of uh, those who like to find solutions and those are the big government people. And this is just falling on their laps. Look how horrible this is. And it's all because they wouldn't listen to it. And it's, it's, it's an opportunity for us. Don't let this emergency this, uh, that's going on now go to waste. Let's use it. So now is the time to get rid of all those doubters about uh, climate change and convince them that they better straighten up or the world will end uh, next week. 
So this is, uh, this is where we are today. They're making use of it. And that's not to belittle the uh, seriousness, but it would be good if we had a very objective look at uh, you know what, what's going on with the weather and these sort of thing and I think there's a lot of objectivity out there but there's a lot of misinformation and so that's the job sorting it out and then deciding who's really leveling with us and who doesn't have an agenda you know why, why are they making chaos and some people you know just like big government they like regulations and uh, this will invite more regulations not less and uh, I like to think about this, and I'll talk a little bit about this later on, about who owns the, who owns the forest. And maybe we'll check in and find out exactly who is uh, literally responsible for managing the forest and trying to limit forest fires. Chris? Right, Dr. Paul. Yes, we have a new thing. It's Canada fires. And of course, uh, the climate fear mongers are out in full force, as you mentioned. And, uh, you know, you never want to let a crisis go to waste. You want to uh, try to get your political uh, points in while you can. You only have a short window to capitalize when emotions are high. And the goal is always the same. Give the biggest government in the history of the world, the biggest welfare state, the biggest overextended empire in the world. Give them more power and more money. That's always the end result that they want. And if you don't, well, the, then the world is going to end. No more planet for you. And it's the same thing. We just keep repeating this process, rinse and repeat. We just went through it with COVID. Do this, wear this, uh, stand this far away, get all these vaccines. It was all nonsense. And But that's what it's like to live under the biggest government in the history of mankind. You're constantly barraged over and over and over. And you got to make it through. You got to be vigilant with your freedom and protect it. Because after the smoke clears, pun intended, and the smoke will clear, we're going to be okay, but the next thing is going to happen and they're just gonna repeat this process over fear and give them more power and money. You know, the ownership of the forest lands, uh, when you check into it, I found out that uh, a large number of private owners uh, are involved in the forest lands in the United States. Matter of fact, more than half, uh, there's 56%, I believe, is in the hands of private individuals and forestry people. And uh, they have an incentive. I think private ownership is a good way to protect the environment because private owners have something at stake other than political uh, maneuvering and manipulation and demagoguing. And uh, so, so that's uh, n not too bad that, uh, under the circumstances that we live with today to have that much uh, forestry land own owned by individuals. Of course, uh, the uh, leftists, especially the cultural and uh, economic Marxists, they, they don't like like to hear about it. But what about Canada? You know, they're 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 causing a little bit of grief for some people if they uh, have mismanaged anything uh, in with Air Force. And I don't know the details of what they do, but I do know that the reports are that uh, the government uh, manages and owns 96 percent of the of the forests in Canada, a lot more. There were reports years ago. I haven't seen them as recently. I don't know exactly what the status is. But government regulations, sometimes even when they're not owned, might regulate, you know, management of force. And uh, private owners tended to burn brush uh, in between their trees more often than the government. The government and the environmentalists says, let it go. 
which meant that when there was a lightning strike, it was more likely to be, uh, you know, uh, start a, a major fire. Uh, I imagine there's still some of that because uh, regulations don't always work the way they think it, they should work. So that, they've done, done that for years. And uh, uh, so what the big thing is, is has there been mismanagement of, uh, of the force in Canada? And since there's more government, my guess would be prob probably so. Uh, and, and that means you don't ignore all the other factors. But it would be, be an important thing to see what privately owned force look like with pure government owned force and see who has the most fires. Even that doesn't answer all the questions because there might be more lightning in one area than the other area. And uh, I was listening to a program today coming uh, uh, in a view a viewpoint from the left and they say, it's lightning, we, we dismiss that because there's lightning. It's what you do after the lightning hits. Well, what if lightning causes it? And what if the forest is designed where it's more likely to start if you have lightning? But they don't want to talk about that, which means if they say we don't need that, that's indifferent. We have to know how to fight the fires and all this other. So if they want to dismiss lightning uh, as a major factor, I would suspect it must be pretty important because they don't want us to think about, you know, lightning. But it is a serious, a serious problem. There, there, there is no doubt. And uh, I think the fact that uh, a lot of effort are made, I still, I still think that uh, long-term private ownership of land is a much better way to treat land. You say, oh, you're not an environmentalist. You wouldn't have the EPA or all these other things. Uh, the, the truth is the marketplace goes a long way to protecting private property. And that is you're responsible for it. And if you're causing troubles to your neighbors and you're not managing things well and you're destroying the property next door, that's a, that's a different story. But I think uh, ownership and managements and desires are big different when it becomes, you know, bureaucratic and government ownership. That's more likely when the, the special interest becomes, uh, you know, the nuisance and the problem. Governments. Governments don't have a good reputation for managing anything. You know, uh, it's it, it's pretty pretty hard to find. And say, boy, the one thing we do need for the government to do this is A, B, C, D, because we can't exist with that. Even though everything they want usually involves stealing money from one group and giving it to the noisiest people in the other group that has the most political power. So it's uh, it's not a very good system, and that's why I think uh, in our uh, our effort to promote uh, liberty, we should make sure that people understand that there's a lot of responsibility falls on ownership of private property because their incentive is the highest compared to a bureaucrat who's only looking for more power. That's Chris, right, uh, Dr. Paul. <clears throat> yeah, great point. Government, they really do ruin whatever they interfere with. That's why government is meant to be restrained by the Constitution, but boy did it break those chains and now it just runs wild. And you could just go through any list of, look what they did to healthcare. I mean, it's such a disgrace in this country. But government, it, it invaded the industry and in league with the corporations and with the so-called agencies, FDA, CDC, you know, they ruined it. Uh, student loans, education, everybody knows how bad government schools are, but look at student loans. They were gonna make it uh, more accessible, more affordable. 
did the exact opposite, drove up the price, and everybody's buried in debt, and now people who didn't take on the debt are expected to pay for it. Uh, foreign policy, COVID, we could just go down a list all day long. So we are supposed to think that this organization is going to manage the weather? I mean, what, how, I, I don't even know how you get to that point. Why would you think that they could do such a thing? If there ever really was a climate crisis, you could be sure that government interference would find a way to make it worse. So fortunately, there is no climate crisis outside of all the propaganda that we see. But uh, if government actually did try to do something about it, we'd, we'd uh, end up learning that they only made it worse. Very good. You know, this is, what, what is happening now coming from the far left fits into their, their so-called responsibilities because uh, most coming from that far, the far left, as well as many in the middle and even conservatives think, well, the purpose of government is to make us safe, to, to protect us. And it can be domestically to protect us, you know, and therefore the welfare state is very necessary to protect people and make people safe. And that's why you need a police. That's why you need the FBI to make us safe. That's why we need the CIA, because they will make sure they can participate in judge, justice because they're experts in assassinations and coups around the world. So they go along. It's always based on that. But they, in this case, uh, you know, it's part of this safety. Uh, climate control is a big deal. Is, and and there has to be a responsibility. And only government can solve this problem. It's never the government's fault. But it's based on the fact that people say, well, that is true. You know, uh, we want to be safe. We don't want these fires. And they say this is very bad. So we need the government to make us safe from all forest fires uh, for forever. But I think it also fits into the arguments of the far left and the corporatists and the uh, people who like combined big government and uh, big business and social medias put it all together, which is uh, a, a corporatism that I consider very, very dangerous. But it also, they say that uh, everything they're doing dealing with forest fires or COVID or well-intentioned. Well, you, you, you might buy into that. I don't have to buy into it. I think, I think they're always, because they admit it, we have to take advantage of this, you know, and do something about it. But a lot of people, though, do get brought in and they support it because it, it sounds like it's a good idea and we can't do it all, all by ourselves. But you know, when, uh, when COVID hit, uh, people bought into this. It took two or three years for the people to wake up and it was, it was just uh, overblown. And the treatment was far worse than the disease. And now it's being recognized and a lot of people are continuing to suffer from that bad attitude. So now th this, this comes along Nature's involved. We don't have a virus to deal with or an imaginary uh, disease at the moment, uh, but we have a fire uh, that is chaotic and it's a mess. So if they do something that is uh, not necessarily helpful, but it builds the size and scope of, go of government, uh, and it, it, even if it's disruptive, uh, the, so, the goal of uh, cultural Marxists and the Marxism and the, and the corporatists uh, is to cause chaos. Because they, when people throw up their hands, which I do quite frequently, why are they doing this? Look at the cities. The cities are falling apart. There's crimes that they don't investigate them. At the same time, we say, oh, yeah, we have law and order. We, we have set a precedent for the world. We've 
we've impeached the president twice, <laughs> you know, and that means we're tough on law and order. And that's why we have to depend on our Department of Justice and the FBI uh, to make us safe and, and secure. But then what is done economically causes more chaos. So if people jump in and say, this is the time we take over this uh, global, uh, global warming and global problems and weather problems, this, this opens up the door to doing anything and everything. And uh, whether it's chaotic or not, or if it is chaotic, that's good because that, that will always can throw it back and say the people don't take care of themselves. We even need more government. But the contest is between those individuals now who are becoming more numerous saying, no, this is proof putting that big government is maybe the big problem that we have and we ought to deal with. It. And we always look, should be looking more for the solutions coming from private property ownership and uh, peace and prosperity, which means that people should be, you know, owning land and dealing with their problems. And maybe that's far superior to this authoritarian approach that we're using right now. Chris. Very good, Dr. Paul. I will finish up uh, more on a philosophical note. Uh, but uh, it's what we talk about. It's the role of government. And, you know, there is a flawed mentality out there, mostly from the left, sometimes from the right, uh, you know, in this belief of perfection and that government progresses us with its laws and it can be used to perfect humanity. And it's just not true. Humans are imperfect, always will be. We cannot create perfection. Uh, no tool that we create can create perfection either, because we're imperfect, we're not gonna create the perfect tool either. So government is out as far as perfecting society and AI and every, anything else that we create. But we can improve, we can do better today than we did yesterday individually, we can do better tomorrow than we do today. But we can never be perfect because we're always ignorant, we're always uh, dissatisfied with something, we come into conflicts with other people, we may want the same thing, we may want a thing to be used our way, whereas someone wants it used their way. So conflict is a permanent part of our life here. And, but, you know, those progressives, they, they just believe just, oh, just write another law. No matter what happens, you'll see them, oh, just write another law, another law. But the counterintuitive part of that is that more laws create more conflict. They have so many laws right now that they can't even enforce them. They probably don't even know most of them exist. They just go look them up and see if it's convenient to use it at the moment. So more laws will not perfect society either, even though this is their goal, and that's why they always constantly fail. Fail. Yeah, the goal, our goal, is freedom. Freedom is better. Freedom does not create perfection. We will not be perfect with freedom. People will still be grumpy, unhappy, dissatisfied, but it's much, much better than this authoritarianism that we live under because, uh, you know, these small groups of people make decisions for everybody and then everybody has to suffer. Very good. And I'm going to follow up on that statement, Chris, very good uh, description. You know, when I look at the option of the far left uh, and uh, those who don't believe that as we do in, in liberty and private property, that everything they do has to use force. They don't do it. They don't do it through persuasion. We're required in a freedom movement, a libertarian movement, that you change things, and it has to be voluntary. 
Uh, unless somebody's committed a violence against one, then you can defend yourself. But the, otherwise, all these things have to be uh, voluntary and two sides have to agree, whether it's economic matters, personal, social matters, religious matters, international. Why not have all international associations being voluntary on both sides rather than us saying that we're, we're king of the hill and that we're going to do it our way. And if we don't like that government, we'll, we'll, we'll participate in the coup and get you a better government. And also, all these proposals by the far left and the authoritarians, and there's plenty in the conservative movement too, is it's based on, it's based on theft. Uh, people are now starting to wake up that there's a lot of waste and fraud and damage done by our militarism around the world. And, uh, but where did the money come? It, it didn't come out of uh, uh, you know, earnings uh, by individuals voluntarily doing this. It, it came from theft because the government has to steal it from the people. Well, that's taxation. They don't have enough, so they borrow it and delay it unless somebody else has to pay for it. And then there's not enough borrowing, so they have to print it. And then you pass on the, the tax to the people through inflation. So it's all evil on the way it goes about. And it sort of dis it distracts from dealing with the problem that you have and how you solve the problems. You can't solve the problems that we're faced with, whether they're natural or man-made, by just saying, the government's supposed to take care of it and they're supposed to use force. They have the monopoly control of force and theft under these conditions isn't theft. And I happen to think if uh, you and I can't steal from our neighbors, we can't send our government to steal the neighbor. But then when they go to get around to making decisions, whether it was under COVID or what, even though the arguments very early on were very strong to show that their approach, uh, you know, and saying, well, we can't tolerate people who believe in natural immunity, they're, they're people who don't understand science. So even if you ignore that tip, typical problem, that if the well-intentioned go and think, well, government has to do this, we have to lock down on all this, and we, our intentions are good. But the whole thing is, when governments take over and they have a policy, regardless of their intention, they can make a mistake. When they make a mistake, it's deadly. If they, if they start a war they don't need to have, just think of all the deadly mistakes we made in this century over the war issue. It's, 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 it's very vicious. Uh, when an individual, you say, you're going to turn it over an individual. Individuals, they're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. Right. But they'll be less so, and they'll be less encompassing, affecting everybody. When you have an authoritarian government and they make a mistake, whether it's in t an intended policy or they just think, well, we, we made a mistake, everybody gets that's you know has to live under that law suffers the consequence. The consequence falls on everybody. But in a free society, yes, there are consequences and problems, but it's limited to the individual, which gives an individual a lot of incentive uh, to do to do the uh, to do the right C. And also, when this happens, when we accept this notion that government should be involved in dealing with COVID and international affairs and now climate. Believe me, there is corruption. And then the corporations move in, whether it's medical corporations or corporations in the banking industry, corporations dealing with pharmaceuticals. So the government is there 
and the country is very wealthy. It still is pretty wealthy, but boy, I'll tell you what, it's getting, get, getting weaker all the time. It's getting, we're getting poorer all the time. So it will come to an end. But over the years, the wealth has been overwhelming. We had the reserve currency of the world, and people were quite willing uh, to make use of it. Well, when good times are coming, we're going to do it. We just have to petition the government. So they have to introduce this notion of corruption in government, gang up on them, tell them that pure democracy is the way to go, uh, and yet, uh, you know, democracy, the democracy can be very, very damaging uh, because the majority, uh, the majority uh, is not exactly smart when they can be organized against the weaker half of people who have to pay the bills. So whether it's the climate, uh, the cl climate problems that we have, or problems with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ukraine, or problems with the next uh, virus crisis, you know, we should look toward, you know, private ownership, individual liberty, and volunteerism in solving our problems based in a society that represents and believes in uh, personal liberty. And uh, under those circumstances, I believe we have a chance to have a lot more peace and a lot more prosperity. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.